Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Goes Without Saying, you're listening to Goes Without Saying with Sefi and Wing. I'm Wing. And I'm Sefi. And this episode is all about the kind of relationship between therapy and mental health and mindfulness and all of that nonsense and privilege and class and how those things intersect and basically how we can make the best out of oftentimes a bad situation and kind of um, make the most of what we've got access to when therapy is inaccessible Mm. and kind of discuss social media therapy and all of that I think this is a good app. I don't know. Mm. I don't feel confident, but (laughs) (laughs) I think I think it's fun. I had fun. Yeah, I think it was good. Okay, good. Thank you for listening. Hi. (laughs) Again. Another we're pre-recording again. again. Pre-recording. It's been about half an hour since we last spoke to you in our minds and our timeline. But when you hear this, this is probably recorded a little while ago, so it just puts the fear of God yeah in me because i just know i know we said this before but like 10 seconds two minutes as i'm saying something i already disagree with myself so it's yeah. almost like by three weeks time i'll definitely disagree with myself but anyway that's your cross to bear not mine <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you have to listen to this not me <laughs> also we just got progressively kind of tired throughout the day so by this point i'm talking absolute shit yeah so in half an hour god knows what i'm gonna be saying and we've got quite an interesting um topic i know that almost requires a good bit of thought behind it and i don't know if either of us can live up to that but i know so it's a good one to be a bit mental for by accident oops how you doing um last time i checked again um (laughs) i am doing okay i just went for a walk went to the shops i was really scared i was gonna bump into someone that i like met oh recently ish and i was just i you know when you're buying like not that i was in buying buying embarrassing things but i was buying like you're a bit self-conscious i was a bit like i don't really want to be caught right now i don't identify with these things why what were you buying i don't identify with the items it wasn't even bad it it was literally bagels oh delicious (laughs) amazing which ramen? What, like a... It was like, they're like kind of instant noodles, but they are so good. They're called Nongshim. Have you ever had them? I think that's how you say it. They're mm. red. They're like extra, extra spicy. Oh, I know the ones, yeah. They're called, um, on the back it says gourmet spicy. Definitely not gourmet. Yes, amazing. But I got those. Delicious. And I also got, uh, <laughs> this is the bit that I didn't want to be seen. Mm. Um, like, you know, the half tin, like a half tin of off-brand baked beans God, that's <laughs> random. Thought, don't really want you to know that i don't buy heinz and all the because i don't i'm not actually um tied to heinz as a brand and all of the large cans of beans this is yeah. so boring <laughs> slightly squished someone had like oh, they dropped off annoying. the thing somehow yeah so i thought i don't want this person to bump into me now um and he didn't so it's fine i got out clean. can i actually talk about a bit of um bean controversy definitely I think that this is really like, I think it's quite a British combo we're about to get into. So you're about to get a lot more cultured if you're not from the UK. (laughs) Your brain is going to be expanding. Um, That was completely sarcastic, by the way. Everyone knows that's sarcastic. No one thinks that your, by the way, your brain's expanding. (laughs) (laughs) Through bean combo. Look, I don't know. I don't know. I have to preempt these things. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a misconception of the nation's favourite bean. 
Wow. Okay. 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 Let let me yeah? think. You ready for this? This really will blow your mind. I think I know what you're going to say. I think you know what I'm going to say as well because I reckon I've said it to you before because it's quite... I, I think I hold this... I think I... It's true to you. You know what? I had my mind changed. Yeah, it's true to me. I think it changed my perspective and I think, look, if I can do that for just one other person, then it's worthwhile. Go on. <laughs> right. I think, as you say, a Heinz bean, a Heinz baked bean is a is a classic. It's not for me. It's mush. It's mush in a can for me. It's mush. It's I think it's really saucy. I think there's a lot more sauce and there's a lot too less much. bean. Completely agree. I think. But I think there's a misconception or I think there's just a general the general consensus I think in this country is that it's Heinz baked beans. Like, that's the classic. Great marketing from them, really. It is. It has to be Heinz, was their slogan. But I'll tell you the underdog that I think is actually... Wait, what is? The nation's favourite bean. This is the underdog, I'm calling it. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant, like, underdog beans. I was like, what is it? No, No, I mean, that would be cool. I think they've even put this on the can through, like, um, the results of, like, a blind taste test, for example. Ooh, yeah? I've seen the adverts. A Branston baked bean... I knew it. ...is, I think, better than a Heinz baked bean. And I was never really sure. And then one time... My boyfriend always said they're better. And then he, I think, made me breakfast once or something. And I said, the beans are really good today. And he said, it's because I didn't use Heinz. I used Branston beans. Do you know who also likes Branston beans? Who? Pippi Eats. If you don't follow her on Instagram, Pippi Eats. She listens to the podcast. Pippi Um, I saw her saying Branston beans were really good. I mean, she's not wrong. I'm pretty sure it was you, Pippi. Um, I hope it was. Don't want to misquote they you. Good. I'm pretty sure you said that... <laughs> Branston beans were your favourite. I'm, I'm actually a hundred percent sure. That's really you said bad. That. <laughs> Sorry, that gives you an identity crisis. Crisis. That would be really like I didn't say that. I would be annoyed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she did. Um, and congratulations on the birth of your new child. Oh. Um, most beautiful name. Go on. I, I think I can. I mean, she, she's on Instagram. I can definitely say it. most beautiful. Yeah. Name of a child I've ever heard. Suddenly we're talking about baby. I feel so like, oh God, let's be careful. Be nice. Yeah. Most beautiful name I've heard. Um, Ren, like oh, the bird. Nice. W-R-E-N. Ren. Yeah. So, so beautiful. Yeah, lovely. So congrats, Pippi. Big congratulations. Big congratulations. And congrats on having amazing taste. Yeah, <laughs> on the Branston beans. In names and in beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the important things. <laughs> no, I urge everyone to try a Branston bean because I really do actually stand by this. I will, I'll try them. I'm just such a cheapskate with beans, I think. I'll go for like... They are expensive though. I don't think a baked bean is like a cheap... <laughs> well, this is the problem though. So for the Heinz beans, yeah. and I believe with also the Branston beans... In, in the same kind of area of mm. the Sainsbury's near my house. I think Sainsbury's is expensive as well in general. It is, but there's, there's fucking hell, nothing else near me. Yeah. Um, there used to be a little near me and it was the heyday of my life, honestly. <laughs> um, they're one pound. They're one pound for a thing of fucking beans. For one can. For mm. one can. Or you can get the Sainsbury's like own brand and they're 35p. Yeah, well, that's so good. Obviously, I'm going to get that. But do, do, they, do they taste all right? They probably don't taste that good, do they? They're fine to me. Hmm. In Lidl, these be 18p for a big can. I tell you what, I never could have imagined this episode would start like this, but I'm so happy it did. <laughs> Same. I could get... Oh, I could go on. What did I say about expanding your mind? Go on. Therapy. Oh, well, you want me to go on about beans? Yeah. Or you want to move the conversation to therapy and privilege? Because I'm done with beans. Well, I thought you had a good point on um, therapy coming there. No, I don't. I don't. I was just going to say, should we move on to therapy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's. Let's. I think a lot of it goes without saying in in my mind like the conversation we're about to have okay. it's just like is irrelevant <laughs> so let's steer it back to the beans <laughs> <laughs> and none of that goes out saying guys i just think it's a hundred percent i think we're all in agreement like the the dms and the question box we've had on our story was unanimous it's like 100 percent. you cannot argue with the fact that to be able to no. afford therapy is a huge privilege definitely but i don't think we are going to argue that I think we're gonna say like I think there's interesting kind of um conclusions to be drawn like when before we started before we started recording I was saying like you know you can't afford 
therapy. Therapy is a privilege, but I was saying before we started recording that, yeah, it goes without saying therapy is a privilege. And even to have an awareness of mental health and your own mental health in itself is a privilege and kind of speaks to some degree about what you've been kind of exposed to. Um, But I was also saying like, oftentimes I think there is not just the stigma, but there's an inaccessibility of therapy for the least privileged people in society. And I I reckon the most stigma around it. And oftentimes you're dealing with the most external factors that could contribute to negative mental health. So for example, the, um, the working class have... Um, not only just general mental health issues of being a human being but also less exposure not just to therapy but also probably less chance to get out for a fucking walk in the morning because they start work like two hours before you or um less ability to cook a nourishing meal because beans are fucking expensive and they have to only (laughs) get the 30p do you know what i mean blah 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 and i think as well like a lot of our podcasts and we go through phases, but we speak a lot about therapy and I know therapy has absolutely, I don't think you'll mind me saying, changed both of our lives. No, I do not mind you saying. <laughs> changed the way that we, changed lots of things, changed the way that we see ourselves, changed the way that we deal with certain issues in our lives and blah, 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 blah. I've had a mixture of free and paid therapy in my life. I would actually say the free therapy. All right, let me just kick off straight with a message mm. from someone because I'm, this kind of ties in. Somebody said free counsellors in there are free counsellors in school, which is great, but without that I wouldn't have gotten help. And I was thinking this and I was wondering so the first like therapy I ever had was in school and it was free. And I wonder if I hadn't have been able to have that, mm. how different my life would be now. And I know it would be totally different because it really shaped my understanding of to be honest what therapy even was and what it could do for me and that is just not an option for so many people for an abundance of reasons which is fucked up (laughs) beyond fucked up yeah like so 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 fucked up Mm -hmm. that is i also yeah go on go no no no, i thought you were gonna no no go no i I was just gonna say something because i thought you weren't gonna say something but then you started saying something so then i but i was i was just gonna say something because i thought maybe you weren't gonna say something but it was nothing good (laughs) no that's fine yeah i just think especially now like i think there's a big awareness there's a big conversation there's a big discourse around therapy online and i think so much of the rhetoric is like yeah we all should be going to therapy get a therapist etc etc and obviously so much of that is without context because that's what social media is and i don't blame anyone for giving us a neat little soundbite or like a perfect infographic that doesn't go into all of the disclaimers and like um acknowledgements of why that is layered and complex and nuanced and layered with privilege um but it is also layered and nuanced and Mm. all of those things tied up in privilege and i think where we're at this point where there's so much of a push towards wellness and mindfulness and so much of that is about therapy i just think it's really hard to feel worthy to be honest when you're being shown by society that you and your mental health are not valued. Um, someone said it feels like being set up to fail when most working class people can't access therapy. And I think this is a good and bad, not that's a good and bad thing, but I think there's good and bad in the fact that a lot of working class people can still have access to social media and there are a lot of helpful resources on social media. There are, not that they replace therapy, goes without saying, but there are good, um, you can be exposed to new ideas new tools even the, like language. the language of it like there's so much of the language that you don't hear unless you're in groups that are also exploring mental health things like that for sure and that's why social media is great because it well it's not great but there are elements that are great yeah. that open you up to literally concepts mm-hmm. and i've got so many issues of like infographic fucking bullshit but i actually also think i mean just, there's so much power in teaching fucking young women what fucking gaslighting is what mm-hmm. fucking cbt therapy and colon why it can help on an instagram it's like Definitely. yeah okay things can be good and bad at the same time like 
there can absolutely be like a booming industry that is capitalizing on like selling you something that is inaccessible to you and convincing you that you need something that you can't afford, for example, and not because they want to help your mental health, but because you need help with your mental health. But then there's also, yeah, like so much education in that. And I also like... I don't know if we've had this conversation before, but I have like uh, like a uh, bit of an annoyance mm. about I don't know. I think there's like people make arguments about like um, about kind of infographics or just like Instagram feminism, Instagram communism, all of these things, um, and say that it is kind of diminishing the substance or like undermining the concepts. But I also think that is a really exclusivist and like elitist and classist perspective to have it's a really um privileged position to have i think that you can look at uh what's her name florence given and be annoyed that she is telling young women about feminism because you think she's reducing it down to something cute and and sellable obviously it's nuanced and complex but making something accessible and understandable to people who never would have had this never would have been exposed to this otherwise is really powerful I think it's not all bad it just can't all be bad it just isn't and I do think there's a classist element to it where you're looking at essentially the younger generation learning things like learning things off of TikTok for example yes there are problems with that but it's really powerful it's really empowering for a lot of people and it can be a really good stepping stone into further research completely agree I think it's even just like a dated view mm. because something's on social media. It is instantly void. Yeah. I don't think actually... It doesn't even have to be anti-feminist or... Cl- it doesn't even have to be, sorry, not anti-feminist. It doesn't even have to be classist or any of these things. It's also about preferring the BBC to YouTube. Exactly. And because you're... You might have an understanding. You've studied fucking feminism in your fucking academic text, but because something is in pink writing and because something is a TikTok and it's a girl in a fucking car talking about something just on the way back from mm. their shift at fucking wherever um somehow that undermines the content but it's actually like this doesn't need to be there's something like less official about it it's like who wrote that mm. it was a girl in her bedroom or who wrote that it was a fucking um is a it's a blog post whatever the fuck it's gonna be um and i do think it's just, it's just almost like that's how information is spread now you don't need to get it published in a journal yeah. or any of this stuff and yeah so many issues with misinformation and all of this but I just think it's quite dated. It's like, that's actually the view that the, I think the older people in my, people in my life would have of like, totally. um, like kind of Instagram is not a good way to get your news. It's like, well, that's where people, that's where they're hanging out. Well, they're learning a lot of things. So we, we can teach them some good things as well. Then that would be nice. Well, it's just, that's where people are. It's also like, well, I think you're the idiot for trying to draw comparison between yeah a girl making a tiktok in her car and 20th century feminist literature yeah who's the dummy here (laughs) i don't think it's that poor girl on tiktok i'm sure she's saying some things that aren't true but it's a gatekeeping but maybe then we should instead of undermining the people making the content we should be doing more to teach people about how they receive information and critically thinking and how to engage with receiving concepts online yeah like is it the problem with the person making the content or is it that none of us have been well a lot of people haven't been properly taught how to differentiate between fucking bullshit online and conspiracy theories and fucking nonsense and the truth just a personal little gripe it annoys me it annoys me it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I also think, sorry, just going back to what we were saying before, the stigma around mental health and just the awareness of mental health is definitely dealt with differently in terms of class, obviously. Yeah. Someone um, also put this really perfectly. They said, queer slash POC may have a harder time finding a therapist that understands them. Therapists are largely white, so it's a privilege to be able to easily find one to connect with which I also think just ties into the idea that because of class and because of the fact that you are just more likely to be better educated and given stronger opportunities and pushed further in life if you look a certain way or have certain background etc etc or have a certain socio-political economic status you are more likely then to be a therapist for example yeah so then then people can't relate to you that need fucking therapy totally totally and I actually felt really bad because I had I was lucky enough to have a therapist who wasn't white probably like a year or two ago but she's no longer a therapist now but I felt bad because people were asking me no what's she doing now well she's taking a break okay she's on a sabbatical she's had a whole crazy life I put her off I took her to the pits and left her there (sighs) Um, Yeah, she was great. But it's definitely a struggle. But I was also, this is the point that I was going to make earlier. And again, we'll separate this from privilege, I think. But sometimes, so if we pull it right down to its roots, and again, we've all been there. When you, I think a lot of people, I don't want to make this sound like I'm pointing fingers, but I do think it's a fair comment. Go on. So I'm saying this, I'm saying this with love, guys. I think sometimes... Look, it's no, there's no denying, and I'll speak just from a UK perspective, the NHS is obviously not in a good way right now. And mental health, we don't do enough to support mental health for mm. people in this country, especially young people, I think, in this country. Where if you fucking call your doctor and say, hi, I'm really not doing well, you could be on a waiting list for... Fucking oh, God months. knows how long. You could, be, you could be on a waiting list for a really, really, really long time. And in that time you're really like left to your own devices of how, you know, what are you going to do? Well, they might give you a a fucking YouTube video or two in the meantime, but you're really on your own until you get picked up by someone, until the resources are available to you through the NHS. That being said, I also think, and I don't know if I just think this is a working class issue because I'm looking in my circle, but I think a lot of people, I think because... There is such a long waiting list and because it's so much hassle sorting it out in the UK through the NHS and whatever it can be, that it ends up being a real deterrent for people to even bother in the first place. Definitely. And I think a lot of that is, it's not even the waiting list that's put you off because you're not even on the waiting list. It is the hassle and, you know, dealing with it. But I think it's also dealing with the stigma because I think a lot of our generation think I don't have a stigma attached to my mental health. I listen to Ghost Start the Same podcast where they're insane every week and they're talking about X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. I think a lot of us think that we don't feel shame or like that we're kind of comfortable talking about it. But I think oftentimes there is a, there is the reality of it can be really, really daunting to like pick up the phone or like send an email off or whatever or sort out with your GP getting on a waiting list for something because it's a hard thing to do, first of all, but also because you're just told from birth that you just need to get on with things. And again, it's a very British episode, but especially in the UK, I think it's just stiff upper lip vibes and just get on with it. And it's a real weakness to have any emotion other than like just being kind of nonchalant about things. 
I also think there's a, a weird thing with the waiting list idea that it's almost like people don't want to call acknowledge their issues say i'm depressed for example mm. and they say okay cool now we're in a waiting list um yeah here's a leaflet and a youtube video hang up the phone <laughs> suddenly you're left in that's yeah you're gonna volunteer yourself in your bedroom morning dealing with that phone call you've now acknowledged to yourself to potentially people around you or just to another human being that you're not coping and okay, well, we're going to leave you in that for four months now. Mm. I think that is part of it, that it's like, okay, well, if I just keep it under lock and key in my mind, I never say it out loud, I never yeah. say it, um, then, it's, then I can just move around my life with it. Completely. But it's this idea that if you say it out loud and then you have to wait, it doesn't seem fucking doable. If you can't then just pay a bit of money and have someone else come and fucking sort it out sooner. Yeah. If you're stuck in that, like, right, okay, now I just have to fucking sit in my misery essentially until what someone comes and saves me because mm-hmm. i mean the reality is it's like even when you get it there's no guarantee that it's fucking helping it's gonna be right for you yeah. and etc and blah blah blah. so yeah. to even try it out is fucking three months down the line for sure i would say get yourself on a waiting list anyway like definitely if you've been looking for a sign to, to get you to pick up the phone and try and book an appointment and blah, blah 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 this is it just try and fit it in today yeah just just try and make the first move it is also quite crazy the phone call like i had never oh it's intense i'd never had like an nhs phone call for therapy like i've only ever had paid therapy Mm. um when i was at uni and i never and i I was gonna have like counseling at school but i just never did i was probably just being a brat and like i don't need it but like i had never had like a, a like an nhs phone therapy but i had one like to like the assessment thing like a few was it a few weeks ago it was in the middle of our yeah we were recording and they called me back. To, but I was like, I was like, right, okay, I need to get on a fucking waiting list for like body dysmorphia, blah, blah, blah. And one of the questions they asked, like, I know it's the fucking NHS and we fucking love the NHS, goes without saying. But it's literally like, it was just quite a crazy question that I got asked, I think. It was one of them that was like, um, or it's not a crazy, crazy question, but it's a crazy question considering the wait time for therapy. Mm. And the question was, what stops you from taking your own life mm. and i remember just being quite taken aback like oh my god like I'd, i've never thought of it and I, I think my answer was like i've just never been sad enough like i've never thought of it because i'm lucky in that way but it was just like it's then a bit crazy i think to then hang up the phone and i'm luckily in a privileged uh, privileged enough position that i can then be like fuck okay i i need therapy i need to fucking pay someone 50 quid for an hour but for people that can't, it's like now you're in your fucking bedroom. Someone's just asked you, what stops you from taking your own life? If you don't have an answer for that, that's a really, really vulnerable place that a professional person has put you. Well, I don't I don't know if, who this person was. I don't know if it was the receptionist, a therapist. I have no fucking idea. They're just reading questions. But I just honestly thought, God, that is such an irresponsible question think? to ask. I think it's an irresponsible question to ask considering then that person has to wait for three months to see anyone. So I think that question informs where you go in terms of a waiting list. I think it does as well. But I think Um, almost the urgency with what the reply could be could be like, they need to see you now sort of thing. Like you need to be incoming in tomorrow. But I just don't see that happening. I think um, depending on your response, they give you a different answer. But also like... All of the, I've done a few different, like volunteering things throughout my life for like mental health things, like, yeah. and crisis, like, things like that. And one of the main things that they say, which I actually think is really good, is, and I, I think I might have said this on the podcast before, but I don't know, is to not beat around the bush about like self harm and suicide. Yeah. Because if someone is suicidal, you don't need to worry about like, making them feel awkward by asking them if they're suicidal basically that the easiest the best thing you can do is say are you suicidal are you making plans to kill yourself that's really interesting yeah Yeah, but i think that's a different question though i think that's a different question because i think they'd already asked i think there was like a whole load of questions they ask you before they say um have you ever thought about suicide have you they they first i think say have you ever considered self-harm and have you ever self-harmed when was the last time you self-harmed then they ask about suicide and then they say, why don't you? <laughs> Not like that. Why don't you go? But it was that. Like... It was what stops you. And then, yeah, then she said, what you? do you think? Because I was like, wait, what? And then she was like, so what do you think about that stops you? And mm. I was literally like, what a strange 
phrasing almost that was her explaining it to you the, the question was what stops you and then yeah. she clarified yeah the question is what stops what, you and then she what said what do you yeah, think what, about what, like what do you what have you thought of the, yeah. and I just thought I don't know what I would what, yeah. how I would have felt if I didn't have an answer to that yeah yeah I think those phone calls just are really hard yeah they are I think they can be really they're very confronting I think but made double as hard like it would be what it would be a completely 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 different thing if it was here's the fucking assessment that we do and the following week you come in and we fucking if you respond to that question with like I don't know I'm suicidal right now there's nothing really stopping me they avert you to crisis line they avert you to someone closer to you something local some sort of um place but it kind of just almost felt like a person reading off list a list and they hang up and it's almost like oh god i don't know how people oh it totally is they've got a set of questions for sure like it just almost felt absolutely crazy to do that and then be like okay so the waiting list is six months (laughs) it's like okay yeah 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 and i think that's why it's so hard i think that's why it's so fucking hard because like no one fucking gives a shit and I don't mean like the person asking the questions I mean like they're being put in a difficult position because what Boris Johnson doesn't want because of a Tory government exactly do you know what I mean because of like 10-15 years of austerity yeah um which is why it's so frustrating and I know that like we I think there are a few episodes where we're in the heat of our therapy and we're like get a therapist get a therapist and I think listening to this Mm. kind of content and stuff can make you really like shit I really want a therapist I really need one blah 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 and I just think it's like oh it's just annoying that you won't be there's just there's probably I don't know your life but there might only be a certain set there might not be basically you there are certain things that won't be accessible to you and I would want them to be accessible to you and that is just annoying um but I also think let's kind of make use of what we've got in terms of I don't know, like pushing ourselves into spaces that we can benefit from and also anything basically that we have responsibility and control over trying to use it because I'm not waiting around for Boris to give a shit about me. Oh, you'll be waiting. <laughs> you'll be waiting until you're <laughs> you dead. Like, you'll be waiting until it kills you. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, I like this message and it's going to lead me into mm. a question for you. Surprise, surprise. Oh, lovely. Um, somebody said, as someone who needs therapy but can't afford it, expecting everyone to be able to fix, quote unquote fix, their mental illness with therapy is irrational. And it kind of got me thinking about how, basically, kind of what we've been saying, it just got me thinking of what do we do then? What do we do? If therapy is inaccessible to you, what do we do? And I'm kind of obviously going to, I think, take everything with a pinch of salt. Um, You should, not me. But I think I'm just personally going to speak from the heart and speak very anecdotally because I think that's all we can do in the sense that I don't think, um, I don't think you lot are naive enough to think that we are your therapists, although I'm sure it feels like it sometimes. But I was going to ask you, Sefi, like what are the things that you do and if therapy could never be an option for you ever again in your life through the NHS, through paid, whatever, what are some non-negotiables for you? And I don't mean like in an ideal world. I mean like it's something that you already have in practice that really benefits your mental health. I think reading. Like as in... Oh, that's a nice Google. one. No, no, I don't mean reading fiction books. Ah. I'm not here I'm not here talking about uh-huh. reading fucking Olga Dies Dreaming, our book club book of last month, which was stunning. Okay. It's not a nice one then. Um, join our book clubs <laughs> on Patreon. That's really inaccessible. Um, <laughs> but what a thing that I have found is Google Google the fucking issue you think you have. I.e. for me, it was body dysmorphia. I Google body dysmorphia, fucking top therapist. Fucking go on YouTube, fucking look at fucking the videos that are on there that the mm-hmm. people do like conferences on anxiety conferences on fucking mm-hmm. um specific specific things like go, and i found like conferences 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 of body dysmorphia content watch all of them i found a fucking podcast that's called um breaking bdd which is body dysmorphic disorder I found a I when I was googling the therapists that were speaking at this conference I found that one of them has written a book I bought his book I think these are the fucking resources you have you might not I'm never ever ever in my life going to be able to afford this therapist that's speaking at this conference because it's the top I mean 
is the Let's top. Not say that. I'll manifest it for you. Don't you worry. I don't even know if I I want to speak <laughs> to a man about him. it, but I just feel like mm-hmm. it's um I'm never going to be able to afford him or I it's inaccessible he lives in America but I bought his book on it Mm -hmm. there's someone else who spoke at the conference that I watched on YouTube um I had to watch it on double speed because they speak at the pace of a snail (laughs) but I do think there are ways to access these people's like teachings Mm -hmm. without paying for them Mm -hmm. and yeah an eight pound book that I can buy off Amazon is an accessible way for me to get all of the resources without having to hear it without having to be in a room with him and i think there are loads of ways that you can actually find find out the fucking stuff and he's talking about all this um there's also documentaries that i watched on um like literally bbc iplayer just type in the thing that you are dealing with have mm-hmm. the thing you suspect you have and i honestly just think deep dive deep dive deep dive on it but i also think of course it's not of course it is no um, you watch a youtube video and you're cured overnight yeah it's no like replica yeah. is that what i want to say my, my brain is mush by now sorry guys this is the fourth <laughs> ep of the day we've recorded um and it feels like the trickiest t- topic of the day but i'm happy with it um <laughs> sounds like i've got a gun to your head <laughs> <laughs> my eye is itching as well now um <laughs> i'm losing it i'm losing it help me back um there are ways that you can access the shit that you need to access, which doesn't actually mean having to get on the fucking phone, get on Zoom with um, Dr. Blah, blah, blah. But you can access... The more famous they are, the more like the more successful they are, likely the more famous they mm. are, and you can fucking get their shit online. You've probably already seen versions of their teachings on fucking printer, Pinterest quotes and shit like that. Literally, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just, for me, it's been getting quite serious with myself about like, okay, so... My therapist that I used to have costs fucking a hundred pounds. I met her when she was a trainee and it was like, and now she's just got better and better because she's just incredible. And now she's like a hundred pounds for 50 minutes. That's absolutely out of the question for me. So it was more about, okay, well maybe I can do an NHS thing or maybe I can find another trainee somewhere in London, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I think it's been really, really serious being quite serious with myself about like, okay, so you have this thing, it's wrecking your life. Um let's fucking buy some books like how would i mm. how would i um intellectually approach this approach something else if i had to get um a good fucking marketing exam i would read books i would watch videos i would listen to podcasts mm-hmm. okay well let's fucking be- let's fucking beat the fucking thing that's getting you down through your mind yeah hasn't worked so far but i'm re- i'm still reading still listening still watching it is working it is working it's, it's, i'm getting i'm it's a lot better than i would be if i um wasn't doing those things also i think it's about being smart in terms of i don't know if i have these kind of like tools from the previous therapy i've had but like or even like um things i learned from those videos that i watched and if you're if you also struggle with body dysmorphia i reckon it's just like body dysmorphia conference honestly type that in and there are weird it's like weird it's like there's body dysmorphia influencers and things like that like there's a fucking shit ton of stuff like when you go in you go in and like yeah then you can just write it all down in your notes so you've got it accessible and just keep going to it that's my only Mm -hmm. tips really yeah i also think people like people often say things to us as well and i've definitely had this feeling in therapy of being like okay but i know all of this shit so why is it not changing anything or like I think you can get that through reading books and looking at the conference and blah, 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 and, and researching. But I also think you can get that in a therapy session. You can be yeah. talking back to them saying, like, you're not giving me new, this is not new info to me. I know this. I can understand this and I can rationalise it. So what is changing? And I actually think a part of that is understanding that by, that through you learning and understanding, it is changing. And I think sometimes we think that getting better or progress is going to feel or look different like be or look a different way or feel a certain way and that's not necessarily true because I do think by understanding it you might feel like okay but I know that when I'm dealing with x y and z I do a b and c and that is because of my x y and z and I just need to blah 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 but I think a lot of the time people are like but what's the tangible way that I can put that into practice and I think it's like, you just did. Yeah. I actually think there's a lot of action in the thought itself. That's really nice. Yeah, I completely agree. Because it's just a habit of thought. 
Yeah. You, you're just getting into the habit of changing the way that you're thinking about something and totally like there will be a lot of things working against that like medication might be something to look into you might still just need therapy etc etc but I think sometimes we get into a rut a quote-unquote rut mm. um you might need to watch a few youtube videos of how I get out of a rut reset <laughs> routine bless you how I get out of a funk yeah exactly um I think sometimes we get into these cycles where we feel really stagnant. It's like, I'm, I know all of this shit and I'm still feeling, I'm still fucked and it's blah, 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 nothing's working and all of these things. There's nothing tangible that you can hold on to and make like physical change. And I actually think the thought itself is the change, is physical change. It just feels fucking exhausting and it just feels like a real fucking drag, to be honest. Oh my God, the biggest drag. Mm. Well, because it's almost like, okay, so I've read the stuff. Okay, when does start? When does it start changing? When 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 is the mm-hmm. come on? Like, why did I still have a breakdown after reading it? It's like, well, because the reading isn't the fix. Like, it's slowly, slowly, slowly. It is. It's so slow, and that's. I think that's part of the thing that's so. Um, I, I guess the intersects with privileges. You need the fucking time. You need a lot of you fucking do. time because it's fucking slow. It's kind of okay. So you pay for the um, six sessions or whatever it is. You fucking mm. pay for that. At the end of the sixth, it's not the. F- it's not okay. Brilliant. Like, I'll see you in six years, mate. Full stop. Let's <laughs> yeah, see how you this, get with that. Yeah, it's um. Now you need another fucking six and another fucking six. It's not um. Mm-hmm. It's not a fucking little full stop at the end of it. Like you're cured. You did the end yeah. of the course. Here's your certificate. But it does something that I really is. Like I've seen things that I used to struggle with now can still be an issue for me, but I have fix that problem for example through for example therapy but also through my own um like discipline for example over it and through really fucking trying and it's like I can see the difference I do know the difference over like 10 years and it's mm-hmm. something that I can reflect on it's something that my friends can see a change in it it does happen which is nice yeah it doesn't also doesn't necessarily require therapy not at all do you have any things that you do like other than therapy that like if yeah if you couldn't have therapy all of that Mm. what are your tools that you do there are a ton of things I think one of them is think about who you are spending time with is a good one I don't think we've really touched on that that much yeah feels kind of fresh doesn't it oh fresh exciting take from second interesting yeah I think um there's a ton of things but that's one of them I think is having the awareness of like who you're going to be spending time with is going to impact the way that you feel like obviously it's your own or it's my own responsibility to the, my, my actions and my emotions and all of these things it's no one else's problem it's mine for sure and I don't think it's about like blaming someone else for putting you in a bad mood or making you feel a certain way you can definitely be really reactive but I think it's naive to like not be able to acknowledge that other people have an impact on the way that you feel for sure especially if you spend a lot of time with them or they're really close to you or they have a lot of access to you or you're in kind of you know sometimes you get into a pattern with someone where like your relationship looks a certain way like you might have a relationship where it just looks like them I don't know saying things to you that you don't like and that's just how the relationship looks I mean you're just in that routine of they think that's acceptable and you show them that it's acceptable by not establishing your boundaries for example and still seeing them and those sorts of things I think that's really shitty like I yeah I just always feel better though when I know I always feel better when I'm around like people that I love people that I have a good relationship with like do you know what I mean I think it makes a big difference yeah I think it's for me it's people that I trust not to push their issues on me because I think it's there's an acceptance within I think it's our generation and acceptance within the people I know and love anyway that it's like we're all a bit fucked up like we've all got very specific anxieties and little triggers and hooks and we all accept that if something fucking triggers you one day you might go wow you're a fucking bitch you might (laughs) do a little Mm -hmm. you might snap and that's okay as long as it always comes down to I'm really sorry I was triggered in that moment. I'm so fucking sorry. And I think it there's a very different thing. I think what's really important to me is just like an acknowledgement of 
this is my this is my fucking shit and it's not going to come on mm-hmm. you and if it's, it's not going to he's not <laughs> gonna do gonna not worry he's you. not going to come on you <laughs> all over your face <laughs> but it's almost like don't fucking worry mm-hmm. but it's when things start bleeding out it's when it starts bleeding out onto like it's okay for like a momentary lapse we're all fucking human but i'm not having the slow fucking bleed slow of burn. everyone's issues it's becoming everyone else's issues mm-hmm. i can't do that it needs to be um this is my don't like don't worry this is my shit and we can all talk about it it's all fine we can all have Mm -hmm. our moments but i'm not having someone else kind of push their project issues on or like anxieties issues whatever on me because it's like life is just hard enough for everyone insecurities yeah Mm -hmm. no yeah that's bad when someone has an insecurity and when you hang out with them you realize that you're also developing that insecurity yeah that's really um fucked up painful for everyone involved because the person doesn't want to be pushing their insecurities and the person doesn't want to be absorbing their own insecurities as well it's horrible i think sometimes people do think they want to be projecting their insecurities Oof. do you know what i mean it's not just that Goodness. sometimes it's they're not just accidentally putting you down sometimes they're intentionally putting you down but even if they are intentionally they don't want to be doing like i just genuinely think they don't no not in the deepest like kindness of their heart it's like they just can't help it almost but i think day to day people are like fuck that bitch i want to put her down yeah because i feel like shit which is fucked up there was a thing i don't know where i saw this do you know what could be a tiktok could be an infographic this Mm -hmm. is why it's all important Mm -hmm. someone i saw somewhere although it probably was not one of those i don't know um it, it was someone saying that whenever someone's like it might be obvious but it kind of blew me blew me away slightly blew you away, <laughs> yeah. that however anyone feels and they're trying to hurt someone else or um, they yeah. say something mean or whatever they're doing or they do something mean they are trying to make them feel the emotion that they are feeling mm-hmm. so if somebody is feeling lonely one of a, like a really common response to that is to try and make someone else feel lonely or if someone is feeling angry they want to make someone else feel angry if someone's feeling insecure they want to make someone else feel insecure mm-hmm. so if someone's making you feel a certain way it's quite likely that that person is also feeling like that totally totally but i never really thought of that like i almost thought like if someone's making me feel shit you might assume that they feel kind of good or they feel yeah yeah they felt good from doing that or something like that Mm. but of course they don't yeah of course they don't um but i just thought it was interesting in terms of like if you feel um jealous you want someone else to feel jealous like you you want to put the emotion on that person just to make them feel what you feel Mm. and was i going anywhere with that who knows no i think that's the perfect point maybe that was the end the brain is diminishing the brain cells are dying (laughs) off they're dropping like flies No, I think that's a perfect point. Good. I don't think... I think that was half of the point, but the other half has eluded me. We can give you a second. Do you want to think? Um, I don't think I'm capable of thought. I'm bothered. <laughs> she can't be bothered. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay. Well, do we want to say anything else? Like, that's not the end, is it? Is it not? I guess we're on, we're on 50 minutes almost. Yeah, we're getting there. Okay, so maybe we're done. Bloody hell. Yeah. All in a day's work. All in a day's oh work. Fuck me. Okay. Woo. Let's hope I'm just chilling on a beach somewhere. You're in Lisbon living it up. Oh, let's hope so. Let's fucking hope so. Yeah. If not, honestly, I would just take my bed. Like, that sounds great as well. What are your thoughts on this episode? Bit unsure. What are my thoughts on the episode? Um, I think it's... Just almost can't be trusted right now. Just a bit tired. I think it's good. <laughs> not too sure. I think yeah, it's good. Fine. I think it's been good. I think it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's a good combo. Yeah, so do I. Because I think it's just a bit like, look, we talk about self-help and all of that shit all the time. And I just want to really take a moment, just let it have its proper moment to emphasize that so much of this conversation is wrapped up in privilege. And our emphasis is always just, we want you to be able to do what you can. Any way that we can help. Oh my God. Let us know. Just start saying, please, at your service. Jesus, whatever you need. We will bend over backwards. Honestly. Um, But like for real, like obviously we talk about this shit all the time. So just want to make sure that everyone (laughs) is aware that it's a fucked up issue, you know? And it's super complex. Life is, yeah, it's so, it's a joke. Goes out saying. Cool. What are you going to do now? Well, 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 here we are at the end of the episode. We're at the end of our 
episode we're at the end of the working day for us what well, are you... i've got some shit to do actually have you <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah for our merchandise <laughs> let's not go back there what you... oh yeah I of need course to you've got to go in and fix some things blah, blah, blah. and i also want to get the back end like all of the assets looking good but it's fine assets i love when you say assets like when things have been arriving you? you've been like i've got i want the assets in front of me you've said yeah. and i've thought whoa we're professional <laughs> jesus christ oh assets fucking hell you, you like that oh i said we more. are girl bosses like, <laughs> there's more where that came from bloody hell do we have assets <laughs> we have assets of course we do anyway assets yeah Oh my god, so stunning. Okay, well, <laughs> the assets are the least of the fucking worries. Oh, I just hope you guys are okay. Hopefully, hopefully everyone bought our merch. For us, the merch still hasn't come out yet. I don't know where. I don't know what time. Where you are right now? I don't know what time this is for you. Hope you're well though. Oh, hope you're having a great time. Thanks for bearing with us. <laughs> I just got to the end and like, just dump all of the other shit in there. Just like, just start chatting with them. Just start chatting shit, really. Did this episode start with us talking about baked beans? Yeah. Was that this episode? Bloody yeah. hell, that feels like a lifetime ago. It's a real banger of an episode. I hope it's been enjoyable <laughs> for everyone to listen to. <laughs> it just gets better and better from there on, really. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Right, get me out of here before I fuck this whole thing up yeah is yeah let's let's leave let's cut while we're ahead it's pushing it now yeah cool, cool. we're not ahead anymore. <laughs> as the seconds pass it gets worse and <laughs> yeah we're no longer ahead so let's stop now it's also the kind of thing that in editing i'll be like god just fucking finish the episode <laughs> oh just my god up. i do that so much when we get do you know what i mean when i think when we're recording that we add like a little funny bit at the end and then when it's editing it's like idiots oh, idiots it's so annoying. i thought the end was two yeah. minutes ago oh cool right oh. if you don't hear from us i seem the worst Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. <laughs> 